Welcome to Build with Hari Rao, a podcast by Get Ready Ministry. Let's receive today's word. Greetings and welcome in the most beautiful and precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I trust you are doing well and that you are ready for the word of the Lord this evening. If you haven't already, please consider sharing and inviting someone to this broadcast. It helps us reach more people. Ah, man. There's always I'm so proud of the ones that are diligent enough and faithful to join every week. And I can see that there's already a shift in the way you think and the way you perceive life and how you are doing life now. Let's quickly get right into the word, okay? Let's pray and start. Khrimola sidena mahasede kele boru khaseke kru mahase. Father, I thank you for your goodness toward us. I thank you that we can all come together as one family in Christ and break the word and share the word. I thank you for this grace, Lord. I pray that your people will benefit from the scriptures today. I pray that you'll grant me clarity articulation and that your word will come with power and unction i ask this in your precious name amen 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 ah are you guys ready for the word today i i just want to get right into it because i i have a lot to share with you i have a lot on my heart so i want to get right into the word today Ah thank you Jesus mikroshate le mahasathi narusata thank god i want to continue to teach in the same line of thought we have been studying possessing the gate of your enemy i changed the title of this evening service intentionally because i wanted to zoom in into a particular aspect of how god grants us dominion over the gates of our enemies and i hope by now you know what gates mean it's so important that you join us every week otherwise you'll find it difficult to connect all the dots because we are all on a journey aren't we right so so it's so important that you know what we have been teaching over the last few weeks so you're able to journey with us If you haven't heard the last two weeks please go and listen to them I'm confident they will add to your walk in Christ I want to uh, make a couple of opening remarks and then get into the word today Go with me to the book of Galatians Galatians chapter 5 Galatians chapter 5 5 Galatians chapter 5 Okay if you're in Galatians chapter 5 go with me to verse 16 I'll read for the benefit of all of us but I say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other 
to keep you from doing the things you want to do but if you are led by the spirit you're not under the law now the works of the flesh are evident sexual immorality impurity sensuality idolatry sorcery enmity strife jealousy fits of anger rivalries dissensions divisions envy drunkenness orgies the things like these i warn you as i warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of god now stay with me please verse 22 but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such things there are no law and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires can we read one more verse <laughs> go with me to romans now the book of romans go to chapter 8 the book of romans chapter 8 verse 14 romans 8 14 for all who are led by the spirit of god are sons of god for all who are led by the spirit of god are sons of god for you did not receive the spirit of slavery so there is a spirit that causes you to be slaves okay you did not receive the spirit of slavery if there is a spirit of slavery <laughs> there must be a spirit of freedom okay to fall back into the into fear but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry abba father the spirit himself bear witness with our spirit that we are children of god and if the ch- if children then heirs heirs of god fellow heirs with christ okay all right all right all right i want to I wanted to read these verses because of where we are going to travel today. Holy Spirit, please help us. Okay. When we speak about dominion, when we speak about God granting us victories, we often think that these victories are outside of us and they are in many cases. When God wants to grant us victories, and when god wants to grant us dominion many of these victories and these territories are outside of us but do you know that there are gates and in sometimes demonic gates that the enemy sets up within you inside of you in your soul in your mind so the enemy sets up controlling powers authorities within your soul he creates strongholds of your mind he creates strongholds within your soul and from that he operates your life 
Yeah. I want you to stay with me. Dominion is not only outside of us, but dominion starts inside of us. We must first learn to rule over the gates of the enemy that he has developed and placed within our soul. Dominion starts inside of us. Dominion starts within you. How does, how does, this is important, this is important. It may sound simple, but it's so very important. There are spirits that are dedicated to corrupting a person's soul. There are demonic agents that are sent on assignment to occupy certain territories of your soul, to corrupt certain territories of your soul and your mind. And once they occupy those regions, and they always occupy significant areas, they begin to exercise control over your body and over your soul, and they will steer your life in a certain direction. For example, I'm, I'm just trying to see how we can... Let's say, do you know... Do you know the enemy is not so powerful? The enemy is not that powerful that he can stop God's plan. Yeah, he's not that powerful that he can stop the sovereign plans of God. So what he does, he does not challenge the plan. He challenges the one that is meant to carry out the plan. So instead of attacking the plan itself, he attacks the people that God is working with to carry out his agenda. And how does he do that? It's not always brute force. It's not always physical damage. It's not about, you know, uh, road, uh, road accidents or it's not always about uh, uh, terrorist attacks. While all of those are instruments of the enemy and can be used, but he has a more subtle, invisible way of attacking people. What he does, he sets up camp. He creates gates, controlling centers in certain locations of your soul. He creates strongholds in your soul, strongholds in your mind and operates your life from there. Let me give you an example. Okay. Let me give you an example. Let's say, um, I'm just giving this as an example. Okay. Um, these are not literal examples. Let's say somebody was meant to get married at the age of 25 for the sake of conversation. They're supposed to get married. They're supposed to have a godly spouse, raise godly children, and God was going to expand and extend his kingdom through them. Now what the enemy will do, the enemy will always try to find out what 
is God's agenda. He doesn't know everything. So he'll try to gather pieces of information from here, from there, from that prophetic word, from this prophetic word, from some of the prayers you have prayed out loud. So he's trying to gather intel. And then he puts those pieces of the puzzle together to create a vague picture of what God wants to do in and through your life. Listen to me, the enemy does not know the plans and the purposes he has for you, but he makes an educated, estimated guess in what direction it might go in. And then what he does, he begins to plot beforehand about the attacks on your life, about the direction. So what is, if the person had to get married at 25, he'll start working at the age of 12, at the age of 13, at the age of 14, and he'll begin to corrupt uh, the person's soul by creating and orchestrating experiences and by creating memories that will Ah, God help us. So sometimes the attack you experience when you're 12 is not the attack a child must experience because they have now come to the age of 12. The attack that you experience at the age of 12 is an attack that you're supposed to uh, it's an attack that was supposed to come to you when you're 25. But by the time you're 25, you would have been too powerful and you would know too much and you will understand too much and you will make the right choices. So the enemy doesn't come to you at 25. He'll come to you at 12 and he'll begin to create certain situations. He'll begin to create certain experiences. He'll begin to introduce certain ideas in your mind and your soul so that those seeds, those ideas can corrupt the way you think and feel. And by the time you have come to the age of 25, your soul is now not in a position to make the choice that will glorify God. Ah, please understand me, please, please, please. This is very important. This is very, very important. For example, let's say you're meant to marry a God-fearing man. Let's say you, you are meant to uh, find somebody that fears the Lord. But at 12 and 13, certain experiences, 40 maybe, certain experiences may happen to you where you do not trust men anymore. You know, for whatever reasons, certain things will happen. Then your soul begins to become hard in that area of your life. Your soul begins to become rigid. Now it's no longer moldable. Now it's no longer flexible. Now the Spirit of God finds it difficult to work on that side of your soul because of certain experiences. Now you are 25, but you are being led by the memory and the experience of a 12-year-old. Yeah. So at 12, a memory was made. And that memory is now what is leading you in that area of your life. Ah. Are you guys with me, please? What does the scripture say? Those 
who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Those who walk in the Spirit shall not gratify the desires of the Spirit. But what does the enemy do? Before you can become a person that can be led by the Spirit, that can be walking in the Spirit, he also creates controlling territories. He creates command centers in your soul. So when you are supposed to be led by God in a particular area, that controlling spirit, that controlling command center will begin to dictate. But remember what happened to you at 12. Remember what happened to you at 13. Remember what happened to you at 15. Nobody came to protect you. Nobody came to try. No, nobody can be trusted. So how can you trust this thing? How can you go ahead with this thing? So now there is a war between your memory and your experience and what the Spirit of God wants to do in your life now. Maybe one of you wants to, God is calling you to full-time ministry. No, God wants you to serve God. He wants you to come and, and, and do this full-time. But you remember the days as a child, you didn't you, you saw your father struggle because as a pastor, he struggled. He, he, he didn't have abundance or he didn't have money or whatever it was. And now you develop a psychology, you develop a mindset. I can't do this. I don't want my children to struggle the way I struggle. I can't serve God because if, you're, if I'm meant to serve God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a pauper like my father. So you develop a mindset that causes you to disobey God and because oh God help us help us now when God speaks he speaks in our spirit listen to me please listen to me carefully he speaks to us in our spirit but in, our, in order for us to understand his voice we need the faculties of our soul so our soul is the filter that the voice of God travels through. In order for you to hear God's voice in your heart, He speaks in your spirit, but your soul is what interprets God's voice. Your soul is what is in between. It has to, from your spirit, it has to hit your soul. But if your soul is not renewed, if your mind is not renewed, it is no longer confined and conformed to the words of God, God may speak, but you hear it differently. Uh, that's why you can hear God's voice and the first reaction you have is fear. You can hear God's voice and the first reaction you have is, Oh my God, I can't do this. Uh, God is telling you, I want to use you. I want to move you to this particular country. And the first thing, you're not excited about God using you. You're not excited about um, God moving you to another country. The first thought that comes to is, what about my family? What about my friends? What about this? What about that? Ah, so now, the minute that information came to your soul, the command centers the enemy set up, the locations of fear, the locations of doubt, the locations of mistrust, all those things begin to react and say, but uh, what, what about this? What about that? How is this? How is that? Uh, but I don't know anybody in this country. I have no connections in this country. I have no money to go there. Do you see what is happening? The bigger war is inside. I said, you didn't hear what I said. The bigger war is on the inside. The bigger war, the bigger war is on the inside. So dominion starts within you. <laughs>
dominion starts within you dominion starts within you dominion starts within you you must first learn to rule your members you must first learn how to rule have dominion over your memories you must first learn how to have dominion over your emotions you must first learn how to have dominion over your responses i had a most fascinating vision one day uh it came to me in a flash of a second and i was taken this song is going to sound funny uh but i'll do my best to explain it to you i was taken inside i was shown a vision of what happens inside a person's body and this person was experiencing a certain emotion and that emotion caused chaos to all the cells that were operating in this person's body at one point it was just chaos like uh, let's say it was an emotion of fear for example and when that fear was experienced all the cells were attacking each other in a sense and then i heard god speak and when god spoke there were other cells that were responding and having dominion over these other cells that were creating fear and then order was restored and that's when i realized that there is a war inside of us even over our emotions so if we are a group of people that are meant to walk in dominion we must first realize dominion inside of us we must ah god help us we must understand dominion inside of us we must master our members our memories cannot be our guiding force our sentiments cannot be our guiding force our experiences in life cannot be our guiding force no 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 we are meant to be led by the spirit of god for example let me give you this uh, apostle peter has a vision one day in the book of acts and um, he's shown a vision and in that vision there are both clean and unclean animals and and god says pick something and eat and he says but i can't eat these unclean animals it is impossible it is against my custom it is against my upra- my uh, how i was raised this is against what i was taught and god says but what i have cleaned how can you call unclean <laughs> was the vision really about food no the vision the purpose of that vision was about the gentile world it's about how god had already picked the gentile world to be reconciled in christ it was about how the good news was not just for the jews but the good news was for the all the earth 
but god understood in order for me to bring this understanding to to peter i cannot go to him with the direct message so what did he do he used an example a prophetic example to minister to his soul to uproot a certain belief about the gentile world he used the demonst- a prophetic demonstration it was like a play and address that part of his soul that was rigid and then peter was ready to go to cornelius's house so child of god we're going to quickly i'm going to give you some keys how you can exercise dominion within you <laughs> are you guys learning something today okay first i've already said this before dominion starts inside of you dominion starts inside of you dominion starts inside of you dominion starts within you dominion starts within you the only way to have dominion is to be led by the spirit dominion is not the show of brute strength or force it's not about how loud you can shout and pray it's not about how you can stomp your feet it's not about how many scriptures you can quote the spirit life is the life of dominion please very 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 important there is a spirit of slavery and there is a spirit of liberty and that is the spirit of god himself the holy spirit so in order for you to experience liberty from these controlling powers in order for you to experience liberty from these gates the enemy has set up inside your soul you must be led by the spirit of god every day that's the only cure that's the only cure otherwise you are going to be led by your experience you're going to be led by your memories you're going to be led by your emotions you're going to be led by an intuition that is corrupted yeah you're going to be led by an intuition that is corrupted you're going to be led by a subconscious mind that is now no longer renewed okay that's the first key you must be led by the spirit that's why you need friendship with god that's why you need a disciplined prayer life that's why you need to have a disciplined study of god's word so you can understand the mind of god second dominion is part of the spirit of sonship you cannot understand dominion if you do not understand sonship in christ this is this may not make sense to you right now because all of you are thinking as of course i'm a child of god yeah sonship is a place of maturity ah <sighs> there is a different kind of grace a child experiences when 
it is born in our house it's a little kid it's a little baby the way it's taken care of the way it is loved the way instructions come to a baby or a little child is very different compared to how a family deals with a 10 year old perhaps it's even that is different to how a child deals with a 15 year old and then it's a very different thing how a family deals with a mature man so when the spirit when the scripture says speaks of sonship it's not talking about children it's not talking about infants it's not talking about young adults when the spirit of god when the scripture talks about sonship is talking about mature adults so there is a process of maturing you must go through in order for you to be experiencing and be trusted with dominion this may sound boring but trust me this is the part that most people miss god will never trust a sword with a child god will never trust a sharp instrument with a kid why because it can harm itself but it's the mature in christ that can handle dominion when power is given to them it doesn't get to their head when territories are given to them it doesn't get to their head they are still sober minded <laughs> they'll raise the dead in the morning and go to bed by afternoon it's okay lord it goes glory to you praise belongs to you they will heal the lame in the evening and go and sit with a widow in the evening in later in the evening and share the gospel why because power doesn't excite them miracles doesn't excite them great things do not excite them they have come to a place of maturity and they have become sober minded sober minded this is so important so important i remember now today we live in a day and a time it's so easy to excite people even men of god it's so easy their souls are so fragile that it is so easily excitable to them they get a big check they get excited somebody famous begins to follow them they get excited they get to preach to a big congregation it's it, 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 these are all signs that a soul is still growing in maturity as your soul matures the things of the flesh do not excite you the things of the carnal world do not excite you uh, i wish somebody understands what i'm saying do you see Jesus was very 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 consistent how he related with people it didn't matter if they were rich or poor officers in a high standing or a beggar in the street there was a consistency with the way he approached these people because he did not qualify them by their natural positions but he qualified them by the postures of their heart he was able to see beyond what was shown 
Ah, you didn't hear what I said. He was able to see beyond what was shown. Yes, there is an image all of us project. There is a, a <laughs> picture of us that we want to project. But Jesus was able to see beyond the image and see the likeness or to see who they actually are and what is the posture of their heart. So important. So important. So important. So maturity. Child of God, this year, grow in your maturity. Because dominion cannot be exercised by immature believers because they will cause can I share a funny story with you I remember this uh, acquaintance of mine his uh, <laughs> uh, his spiritual journey was very very accelerated I was uh, this is this is at least 15, 18 years old, the story. I was saved and baptized and filled in the Spirit for about two, two and a half, three years. I was a new believer, very new believer, right? And I was just baptized in the Spirit for about a year ago. And then I met this brother who got saved at the age of 19. He was saved at 19. And the very next week, he got filled in the Holy Spirit. I took about a year and a half to get filled in the Spirit, right? Close to two years. But this, this young man was baptized in the Holy Spirit the very next week. And the following week, he began to see visions. I mean, his spiritual experiences were incredible, incredible, incredible. It was crazy. He began to see angels and all of that. I was, uh, I must be honest, I was, I was very provoked and almost moved to jealousy and envy. You know, I'm like, come on, Jesus, I've been following you for over two years. Uh, I don't get to see, have these experiences. <laughs> I was so envious of this brother. And then I got to meet his, his other biological brother. And one day they were in the bus and, uh, and the, the guy that sells the tickets, the conductor of the bus, was very rude to this man that was seeing visions. And you know what he did? He turned around and he began to curse this conductor. And the and his biological brother was like, what are you doing? You can't be cursing people. You're a child of God. He was so mad. Ah, so here is a young man who was gifted, who was anointed, who was granted the privilege of spiritual experiences and yet had not grown in maturity. His spirit was still childish. So when somebody did not do what he wanted to do, he began to throw tantrums. But now the tantrums are not physical, the tantrums are spiritual. He's, he's cursing a stranger because he, he, he did not do what he wanted. Ah. So then what happens? You can have great gifts, you can have great anointings. You can have great experiences, but your life never goes up. Because because you have not developed the necessary characteristics, the necessary maturity 
to present and handle these gifts so you are anointed you have gifted you have experiences but the level of expression is very very low influence you cannot impact nations i but when you add maturity you can have one vision you can have the interpretation for one dream and you can rule over nations <laughs> please how many dreams did joseph interpret was it not just two dreams only two dreams ai akale boshate he only interpreted two dreams for the pharaoh in the prison he interpreted only two dreams <laughs> yet the magnitude of him interpreting those things was so great it elevated him to a place of a prime minister by interpreting four dreams ah and then we have people who interpret dreams every day every night five dreams in the morning five dreams in the afternoon five dreams and nobody knows their names why there's no maturity so dominion is directly connected to your spiritual maturity in Christ okay i want to i want to close with this I want to close with this. Go with me to the book of Samuel. The book of Samuel. Because I'm going to I'm going to break a life for you. I'm going to break a life for you. Because a lot of people have been telling me this. I'm going to break it for you. The book of Samuel, the first Samuel the book of first samuel chapter 3 i'll read for you verse 1 now the young man samuel was ministering to the lord under eli <laughs> and the word of the lord was rare in those days and there was no frequent vision was to at that time eli whose sight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see was lying down in his own place The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Now Samuel was the result of a praying mother and she had entered into a covenant with God saying if you give me a son I shall give him back to you and that's how Samuel is in the house of God. He is although he doesn't belong to the priestly order of Aaron he is there because of a covenant his mother made and he is now serving in the house of God but to give you a context his technically his spiritual father Eli was an old man who was blind and who was now not correcting his own sons who were serving in the house of God the sons of Eli were very very corrupt they committed all kinds of sins immoral things in the house of god so samuel is introduced to this environment he is introduced to a corrupt leadership 
a spiritually bankrupt leadership and that's the environment he's given to and yet you will see that he is not affected by that environment he does not become the product of the environment we have been taught too many times that you are a result of the environment you are placed in and it is true for some people but child of god it cannot be true to you you cannot be a result and a product of the environment you are placed in it doesn't matter how corrupt your environment is it doesn't matter how demonic your environment around you is you must realize within you is the very presence of god you are the one that changes and shifts environments environments do not shift you if you realize that you are the temple of god if you realize that god himself dwells in you then environments cannot intimidate you people cannot intimidate you corrupt lifestyles cannot intimidate you when you walk into an environment that environment responds to who you are not the other way around this is a very important thing i i i get messages throughout the year oh, it's so hard for me to pray in my house because you know my parents are not saved it's so hard for me to uh, um, carry out my christian life because my friends are not christian it's so hard for me to be a believer at my workplace child of god stop this lie you are not a product of the environment if you will realize the light inside of you that environment will bend to your light that environment will shift to accommodate who you are so what if i tell you you are not a product of your environment but you are the superior environment you are the greater light you are the superior force walking into a situation you house the spirit of the living god you don't have to be calm you are calm <laughs> uh, let me explain this to you jesus doesn't possess peace jesus is peace ah uh, you'll get it you'll get it you'll get it he doesn't have a certain quantity of peace he is peace so when the storm came in the boat he was like oh my god i don't have enough peace to storm uh, to quiet a storm he's like i do not have enough peace to uh, storm this i i could have handled a situation with my disciples i could have handled a situation on an individual but i cannot handle a storm no 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 he says but i am peace Uh, which means i have an inexhaustible amount of peace so out of who he was he said peace be still he was not taking a portion of what he possessed and spoke it he spoke what he was he didn't have peace he is peace ah when god said let there be light he didn't have light he is light did you hear what i'm saying are you are you hearing what i am saying 
God is like, uh, where is the light I bought the other day? Where is, where is that illumination that I... No, no, no. He didn't went and collected from somewhere. He is light. And he spoke, let there be light out of his being. So child of God, I want you to understand this. When you are born again, you become the house of God. You become the resting place of the Almighty. You are the tabernacle of God. Ah, so wherever you go, peace goes. Wherever you go, light goes. Wherever you go, dominion goes. Wherever you go, the power of God goes. This will fundamentally shift your life because you are the dominion of God. Ah, you are the dominion of God. You are the peace of God in that situation. You are the one that is carrying the light of God. You are the one that is carrying the peace of God because He dwells in you. So when you go out into a situation, uh, that's how God walks into a situation. You step, you step into a land that is the dominion of God stepping into that land. You, you walk into your office, that's the dominion of God walking into that office. That is the peace of God walking. That's the light of God walking into Ah, if you only knew who you were. But you see, the enemy has so infiltrated our minds, has so colored our minds, has so corrupted our minds that when I am telling you this, some of you are not even believing this about you. You will believe the lies of the enemy and you will believe the lies that you have told yourself. But what I am telling you, which is inspired by the truth, is like, I don't know, I, how is that possible? In my experience, it's never been true. Your experience is a result of what you have believed. I am trying to elevate your belief system by telling you that you were created for dominion. Ah. Thank God, we 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 thank God. You see, okay, let me let me share this with you. Let me share this with you. How many of you have had this experience? You you go to a walk in the nature, you go to a large garden or you go to the mountains, or you go to the beach, or you, you sit by a river, or you sit at a, at a seashore, and suddenly you feel, wow, this is so peaceful. Ah, this is so comfortable. This is so serene. I feel so much of peace. How, much of, how many of you have had that experience? Hey, where you feel like so much of peace. Oh, I feel so peaceful here. I feel so good. <laughs> Uh, you know why that you feel that way? I'll tell you why. Because God is peace. And everything he makes has his signature of peace. How can something that he makes be chaotic? <laughs> so God is not physically in that mountain right now. God is not physically in the, in the seashore. God is not by that little river that is flowing. He made those things. And yet when you go there, you feel peace. You feel rest. 
you feel serene you you feel so much at peace why because now you are handling what god made you are handling the the creation that the creator made you are handling what peace made and you can see the imprint you can see the effects of peace i what did man build man built cities <laughs> it's an expression of his spirit busyness god built gardens fully functional gardens so beautiful but highly productive and yet so peaceful he built a perfect ecosystem perfect ecosystem highly productive highly engineered highly functional and yet so peaceful <laughs> so why am i sharing this with you because i want you to realize who you are and when you have dominion inside of you when you have learned to rule over your members everything you touch will begin to have that dna everything you touch i kele poroshe everything you touch will begin to have that organization everything you touch will begin to have that shalom everything you touch will begin to have that peace everything you do will begin to have that divine imprint people would come to our house and the first thing they would say is like wow i mean credit goes to my wife of course they would see like they they will not have words to explain what they experienced when they came home it has happened so many times to us why is that because why my house carried my wife's desires it carried our dna it it was seen i will keep quiet i'll keep quiet now so if you walk into our house even if we are not there you're handling what our hands touched you're handling what our spirits decorated we'll stop there today we'll stop there today i've already given you too much i've already given you too much we thank god we thank god let's pray and conclude father i thank you for your children i pray your blessing upon them help them rule over their bodies help them rule over their members help them have dominion over every negative experience over every negative behavior over every negative pattern over every negative memory and experience they've had god let them be led by the spirit of god let them not be beings that are led by past memories past experiences past sentiments let them be led by the spirit of jesus teach them dominion inside of them lord help us have dominion within i thank you holy spirit i give all glory and all honor to your holy name in your most precious name we have prayed amen amen remember you are not a product of the environment you are the superior environment may the lord richly richly bless you I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Please consider sharing it. And for more information, log on to harirao.com.